to episode number 15. Really nice number 15 of the Foodie Flashback, the podcast where we talk about food, food-related memories and everything that goes with that. Um, my guest today is like a very long-time podcaster. I mean, probably one of the first ones. I don't think you were the first, but you were one of the no, first ones. No, absolutely not the first. <laughs> um, Adam Christensen, aka MacCast. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Patrice? Doing good, doing good. Um, so yeah, I mean, you, you started like a very, very long time ago with MacCast, right? December 13th, 2004. Wow, that is almost, I mean, you're closing in on 16 years. That yeah, is crazy. Absolutely. That's a crazy long yeah, time. Yeah. I don't. It even, was a few months yeah. after I discovered podcasting, <laughs> you know, like not, not yeah. very long after that, I just started doing one. Yeah, and I mean, that was like, I remember podcasts being around that time, but it definitely wasn't like a big thing yet. Like you were very, very early. Oh yeah, there was there was no directories. There was no like I don't I don't even I try to remember how we used to find shows. I mm -hmm. think um, as far as like a pod catcher, you know, like something to read the RSS feed and get podcasts. I I want to say the only thing around at the time was something that Adam Curry himself mm -hmm. wrote, and it was like an Apple script. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, there were also like, I mean, there were no like services or websites or anything you could go to. Like, it was all all you basically, right? You went to the individual websites. Yeah, mm -hmm. people had their RSS feeds, and I did my RSS feed by hand. You know, like, <laughs> wow, there were there were no tools. Yeah. It was it was early 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 days. <laughs> yeah, we no, were figuring no, it all out. No hosting companies that host your podcast oh, for no, you. No, no. Or anything Libsyn, like Libsyn, and all those guys didn't come along for a couple of years. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, you've been doing this for a long time and i've been listening for a long time and i always always enjoy listening to you and i, th I think for a lot of people you're still like let's say at least in the apple community i think you're still like maybe one of the two people who like everybody listens to kind of i mean you probably you and ken <laughs> i Ray. appreciate that i don't know if that's the case uh, anymore but yeah I, th i think so i mean a lot of people have stuck with it and i i really appreciate that i've been around a long time yeah so that helps yeah yeah, as I said, I mean, at least everybody I know is listening, so I, I can definitely tell you that. <laughs> and for for some weird reason, it took me a long time to start doing it. Like, I knew about it, and I knew you, um, but for some reason, I have this aversion against, like, news podcasts of some sort, and then at some point, I was just, okay, you have to do it, and then I just, like, I actually went back in your catalog. I didn't go all the way to the beginning, because then I probably would still be listening to it by now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, I, I I went back at least a, a, little, a little bit and tried tried listening to it. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, there's not a lot of evergreen content in technology. Mm. You know, it's like <laughs> technology changes so fast. You, if you're going back and listening to old episodes, you're listening for nostalgia, not for <laughs> not for probably information. Yeah, I mean, sometimes it might actually be interesting. Like, I mean, to see to see what was what was happening and what was like really interesting back then and like the tips and tricks you're, you're giving and so on uh, how much yeah. of that still applies today like sometimes that might actually be interesting maybe i should do that like just just pick yeah. random episodes just jump back to like <laughs> a couple of years or 10 years and just see well yeah luckily apple tries to keep, keep you know the core of the operating system pretty much the same so maybe some of those tips and tricks apply but you know as you get into <laughs> our operating systems i'm not yeah. searched and i'm not so sure how much you know uh tips from mac os panther or something are going to really come in handy these days <laughs> you, you never know <laughs> you never know like you might you might unearth something that still works today and nobody has thought about it for like 15 years <laughs> yeah exactly. you never know so um i mean this is not a tech podcast so we're definitely going to talk nope. about food um i always like to ask like what's your definition of a foodie and do you consider yourself one that's a great question. Um, I do not probably consider myself a foodie. I like food. I uh, enjoy eating food. I eat a lot of food, mm -hmm. um, but I'm not super into it. Like it's mm -hmm. not, it's not my thing, like the way, you know, Apple and technology is my thing. <laughs> um, so it, I kind of think of foodies as those people who that's just something that's a really big part of their life. Mm -hmm. I think it's a thing that, um, they have a big emotional connection to probably mm -hmm. in mm -hmm. a lot of ways and are very passionate about. I think it's like, you know, anything that is a hobby or something that you enjoy, it's, it's, you know, that, that thing that puts it over the top of being just a thing to where it's something you're very passionate about. Mm -hmm. um, so you would, you know, seek out 
different kinds of foods and flavors you probably like. You know, it's probably something you're searching on online and you're, you know, uh, involving yourself in communities mm-hmm. and, and those sorts of things. So that's what I would imagine uh, being a foodie is not being one, you know, but mm-hmm. yeah, that's and, what I think. And, and that's not you. Like you're not going out to whatever recipe blocks to see what the, whatever, what the best. No, I know I'm, what the no, best no, mac no, and no. cheese I'm not recipe taking, is. I'm not Instagramming <laughs> every, every meal I have at a restaurant, you know, and <laughs> analyzing it. No, <laughs> I think there's levels to a foodie, right? Uh, you know, for like sure, I, yeah. I have, I have a good friend who um, just really en- enjoys food. I think mm-hmm. I would consider, he would consider himself a foodie, but you know, I think there's a spectrum, like mm-hmm. a lot of things, you know, like there's, there's people that are going to go out and, you know, start a whole YouTube channel on it and, and mm-hmm. obsess on it. And, and, you know, it's all over their social media and it's everything they're into. And then there's just people who, you know, do enjoy, um, I think being parts of those communities and, and, um, but are a little, maybe more laid back and low key mm-hmm. and aren't going to, you know, fire up a podcast. Yeah. So I think there's a whole, <laughs> I think there's a whole spectrum. <laughs> and then there's those like people. A lot of things in life. Yeah. And then there's those people, they're like so much into food that they forget to take pictures of their food. <laughs> and that's more like me. I always forget. Like Are I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm like, I go to a restaurant and it's like awesome meal. And I'm like, I think about taking a photo when I'm done. I'm like, oh, <laughs> like I should have taken a photo of this. This was awesome. I'm like, okay, <laughs> too late. So I'm yeah. I'm definitely not as good as at that. Maybe it's also just like yeah. yeah, I'm not following all the trending restaurants in my area mm-hmm. and all that sort of <laughs> stuff and sort of seeking out, you know, I couldn't I couldn't mm-hmm. name off, you know, chefs or something like that. And I'm mm-hmm. sure like a lot of foodies probably yeah. are mm-hmm. into certain certain chefs and certain restaurants and you know, they know if I go to this city or that city, I definitely have to go here mm-hmm. or there, you know, that, that mm-hmm. kind of place, that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. <laughs> I would imagine. Yeah. But I mean, <laughs> you still enjoy food from from what you oh, said. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, what what kind of food? Like, do you have any particular cuisine, or is it like all over the place? Um, well, a lot of American food, as you mm-hmm. <laughs> like, what oh. people would consider classic American food. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we we've been. My wife has starting to got, get get started to get into cooking a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like a lot of people, she's into a lot of the cooking shows, you know, mm-hmm. Great British Bake Off has become a big thing in, mm-hmm. in, in our house and that sort of stuff. Um, and she just seems to really enjoy it. So we've been really trying to branch out. And a couple of years back to, um, you know, our kids, they're, they're older now, but when they were younger, we decided that, you know, we need to probably try to introduce them to other kinds of cuisines. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, an obvious one here living in Southern California, not far from the border, I'm in San Diego. So Mexican, we eat a lot of Mexican yeah. food. Uh, <laughs> um, and I love that. Um, as, as a kid, I wasn't really into spicy stuff, but mm-hmm. as I've gotten older, I've gotten a more and more tolerance for it. So mm-hmm. um, we really enjoy and have started experimenting a lot with different kinds of Indian food and mm-hmm. Indian cuisine. Mm-hmm. Um, I also really like Thai food. Um, something that's kind of, taken off here in in san diego a little bit too and i think in other areas is pho Mm -hmm. yeah definitely (laughs) uh absolutely love going out and getting Mm -hmm. a good bowl of pho so yeah um all over the board really you know i i like i i will try almost anything Mm -hmm. you know at least once but kind of the staples that we eat are going to be american food mexican Mm -hmm. food Thai uh, and Indian. Yeah, I, I mean, what what I mean, American food is a lot of different things. So, like anything specific. Uh, I'm talking your classic stuff. I'm talking like burgers, hamburgers, mm-hmm. you know, steaks, uh, barbecue. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, all in all its different flavors. Whether you're talking about like uh, Southwest or Kansas City or. Mm-hmm. Um, all those sorts of things. So I, I'm uh, I, Texas barbecue. I'm a huge um, barbecue fan. Mm-hmm. Um, I absolutely my my favorite food in the world is ribs, mm-hmm. uh, probably beef ribs, mm-hmm. um, and usually like a dry rub beef rib versus mm-hmm. a sauce. I'm not really into um, the sauces, but I I actually enjoy all of them. So like if you, if you pull up my Instagram feed, <laughs> the 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 food I've probably ever taken a picture of is probably ribs. 
um, I'm always trying to seek out like a really good rib, rib restaurant. And unfortunately, mm-hmm. um, in San Diego, we have a couple that I, th- that I deem are good, but yeah. I don't know that I've found the one that's, that's through the roof. Mm-hmm. We did just find, um, so I always have ribs on my birthday. So mm-hmm. my birthday was back in July and, um, we did find a new rib place, um, that they do, uh, sort of more soul food style mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. So black beans and rice and okra, you know, fried okra. Yeah. And mm-hmm. they had some amazing beef ribs. So we'll probably be going back for those. <laughs> I, was trying, <laughs> I was just trying to remember what the, the barbecue place was I went to in San Diego. I think it was Little Piggy's Barbecue or something like that. Like, <laughs> Did it have a pig on it? Well, if it was yeah. downtown and no, it was it, in it San was Diego. No, it Corona- was on uh, Coronado, so... Oh, that was a Coronado, t- yeah. little tiny, like basically like uh, tiny little, one, yeah. like outdoors place, outdoorsy place. Like it had like a couple like tables outside and like a little like little house. It's not really a house, like a little uh, I don't I don't really, like a little kitchen basically. It was basically just a kitchen, like a bathroom, and then just like outside uh-huh. seating. That was it. I don't I don't remember what it was called. I think it was like little piggies barbecue something like that. Yeah, that up. <laughs> the, the the one that's popular with a lot of folks here and is is pretty good is called Phil's Barbecue. Mm-hmm. And I, they have a few locations throughout throughout the county. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's been my go to place for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wish I could remember the name of this new place that we discovered there in there in Oceanside, which is mm-hmm. North County, San Diego. Um, I can't remember the name of it, unfortunately, <laughs> mm-hmm. but it was delicious. Yeah. And I mean, the, the other thing that is definitely very good, I would say in definitely in, in the San Diego area, definitely in Arizona, probably New Mexico as well is, is Mexican food. I mean, there's just a yeah. massive Mexican influence and like, I mean, any, anything Mexican there. Uh, I mean, there's just this joke from, I think it was Anthony Bourdain, Bourdain, who said like, no matter what you eat in the US, it's always Mexican because it's cooked by Mexican chefs. Like you could, you could be eating Chinese <laughs> food and it's Mexican because Mexican it's chefs. Very likely. It. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. like, well, and especially here where, you know, when you're this close to the border, mm-hmm. um, we have a lot of immigrants and they bring all those great foods mm-hmm. up, you know, with them and they start restaurants and like, we have some of the best Mexican food. Yeah. Like you, you can definitely good Mexican <laughs> food, like in any, whatever area of San Diego you're mm-hmm. in, you can find that spot. Um, you know, so carnitas and, um, carne asada and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you name it. It's just yeah. in all the different kinds of hot sauces and, mm-hmm. and green sauce and red sauce and all, you know, all varieties. Yeah. We're, mm-hmm. we're kind of spoiled. So oh, it's yes. hard when you like, when you like <laughs> leave this area mm-hmm. and maybe go to the Midwest where it's a little bit harder mm-hmm. or, you know, the Northeast or something like that. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I talked to, to Jeff Gamet about that and, and he like, I mean, he like where he grew up, there was like for the longest time no mexican at all and then like eventually someone started but it was like one one restaurant in the area and like as you said like and it's the same for arizona like there's just so much because there are all those families and most of like a lot of the restaurants they like they do mexican food for mexicans it's not for the for the americans or whoever else is there it's for the mexicans in the area so if you go there i mean you might have a harder time ordering if you don't speak spanish but you're going to manage somehow uh, but what you get is really, really good. There is a fusion that happens though, too. Mm-hmm. So I don't like one of my favorite uh, things to have is uh, called a California burrito. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, typically carne asada. Um, but then they also put in basically French fries. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, it's delicious, you know, but oh, you get guacamole funny. and sour mm-hmm. cream and all the hot mm-hmm. sauce and, you know, mm-hmm. maybe onions and that sort of stuff. And it's all, you know, done up and mm-hmm. uh, but yeah they throw in french fries basically potatoes <laughs> okay. so you're mixing a, a very american thing with uh mm-hmm. with a mexican thing it's delicious yeah that's, that sounds really good i've never i've not seen that in arizona yet so maybe <laughs> well it's it's california <laughs> yeah, it's a california it <laughs> california burrito i <laughs> <laughs> should try that I, I do remember the first like real or as close to real mexican food as possible i had was actually in san diego the first time i was there um, because I mean, the Mexican food you get in Europe is like nowhere near anything like that, even. So yeah, <laughs> it it is really good. It's probably it's hard to tell. I mean, it's like I'm definitely a foodie. <laughs> um, it's hard <laughs> to tell, but it's definitely one of my like or has become one of my favorite cuisines in the world, actually. 
uh, took a while. Yeah. I mean, as I said, like outside of outside of like yeah Mexico or like southern parts of the U.S. at least, or like the like California, Arizona, um, might be different, or it's definitely very different sometimes. Uh, I mean, yeah. a, a German understanding of of Mexican food is nachos. Like and not even good ones. Like uh, <laughs> right. that's basically it, uh, and, and everything has to be hot, and that's it. Like <laughs> so, right. yeah. It's my. I mean, maybe more Tex-Mex, if anything, but even even that is not like not the same. Um, right. Yeah. So, that's a very different. That's a yeah. very different, but very good cuisine too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It is. It is. Yeah. But as I said, like even not even good Tex-Mex. That's the other thing. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's like, definitely another yeah. fusion kind of mm -hmm. uh, kind of food, right? Yeah, you know, you're mixing that American and Mexican cultures, yeah. and it's good. Yeah, I mean, and, and that's pretty normal, I would say. Like, I mean, whenever people move to other places, they adapt to to some extent to either local tastes or what's locally available, or also simply like sometimes they the creativity like kicks in and they're just like, okay, what can I do here? Like, I'll let's take the the recipes I know, but like. Let's see what I have here available that might be fresh and local, and what I could do something with it. And then you have new things are like happening. So it's definitely definitely that's the something. great thing about food, right? That's mm -hmm. that's that's being a chef. You know, it's yeah. like taking the stuff that you love and then sourcing, like you said, mm -hmm. um, what you can get locally. And, and that's the other thing is you might not be able to get all the ingredients that mm -hmm. you need. That's that's often a challenge. Although you know, in <laughs> our world today, it's less yeah, and less with less things like Amazon and global economies and things yeah, like that. So. Yeah, and I mean, definitely in, in California, less of an issue because like <laughs> it's just imported from Mexico, so <laughs> might not be the same quality, <laughs> but it's imported. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh yeah, no. That that's easy. That's easy mm -hmm. here. But like, I'm thinking of you know just yeah. further off things. I don't know, you know if you're like, in Minnesota, might or not something. be as easy to get yeah. all the Indian spices that you <laughs> mm -hmm. can get in India, or like mm -hmm. the same brands, or you know even that can vary, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, that, know, that can make a brands make a huge, or certain. Yeah. yeah, that can make make a huge difference. Um, so <laughs> we talked already a little bit about your your, your food you like, um, but yeah. I want to jump in a little bit or go back in time. I mean, a little bit longer. Okay. Um, like, what kind of food do you remember growing up? Like, where did you grow up? Like, do you grow up in California or? Like I grew up in California. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I grew up in California. I, you know, I remember it's so cliche, but. You know, a lot of the food that I grew up with is, again, very Americanized mm -hmm. kind of food. Um, and Americanized food from the 60s, 70s. Mm -hmm. I grew up in the 80s, obviously. But my my mom, you know, she's going to cook the things and the recipes she grew up with mm -hmm. and For things sure, yeah. that were popular at the time. So, you know, I remember things like a lot of casseroles. Mm -hmm. <laughs> casseroles were always a big thing. We had all different kinds. Uh, there was a Mexican casserole that was kind of a staple in my house mm -hmm. that um, used. And it was a lot of pre pre-mixed stuff well like not like boxed stuff so this mm -hmm. was like a casserole you would she i remember she'd do it in like she had this electric skillet and it was all kind of a one pot thing and you'd brown the ground beef and then you'd put in you know canned tomatoes and and this other stuff and then on the top of it went like a cornbread mix across mm -hmm. the whole top mm -hmm. of it and so it was just kind of this layered thing and i remember i remember having that a lot it wasn't one of my favorite things when i was a kid i hated mexican food uh. um <laughs> Uh, Why is I that? I wore braces, and uh, well, I, I wore braces, and mm -hmm. I had um, I had mouth issues where mm -hmm. I would get sores, and mm -hmm. so the the acidity of the mm -hmm. tomatoes and the spices mm -hmm. just hurt. Like yeah. to be honest, yeah. Um, so <laughs> I didn't really didn't really enjoy it mm -hmm. all that much. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, dad grilling grilling steaks and burgers. Uh, he he had an amazing like Italian chicken uh recipe he would do mm -hmm. on the grill um so it was just a you know grilled chicken but with this kind of italian spice mm -hmm. um that he would put on it almost a lot like you get rotisserie chickens these days with mm -hmm. um you know i'm pretty i'm pretty sure it had like basil and and yeah um, basil oregano rosemary like yeah mm -hmm. a little bit of rosemary and that sort of stuff so mm -hmm. delicious um you know ribs burgers hot dogs uh we um I was a swimmer uh, and we spent a lot of time at the pool. So there was a lot of summery kind of picnic stuff, mm -hmm. jello casseroles, if people <laughs> know what those are in all their flavors, you know, the fruit suspended inside of it. Uh, it's awful stuff. Like, 
you would call it salad. We always joke about that too. You know, with <laughs> my parents being from the Midwest, their idea of what a salad is, mm-hmm. is, you know, there's, there's probably never any lettuce. <laughs> it's probably like fruit and uh cool whip. And mm-hmm. that was the other thing is like, I remember a lot of that stuff where it was like a lot of, and, and we joke about this in my family now, um, coming out of the the fifties and sixties, there was a move away from like animal fat products for cooking. Mm-hmm. And so, or even, so everything that was cooked with, or a lot of the stuff that was made was vegetable based. Mm-hmm. So we had Crisco. Mm-hmm. My mom yeah. used a lot oh. and she used a lot of Crisco recipes and, mm-hmm. and she also worked for Pillsbury for a time. So I remember having Pillsbury, um, all kinds of Pillsbury products mm-hmm. in terms of like, you know, the dinner rolls that come in the can and like <laughs> all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's what I mean by kind of a lot of just like out of the box mm-hmm. processed stuff. Um, we didn't, we never had butter in my house. We had margarine. Mm-hmm. Uh, we very rarely had whipped cream. We had cool whip, which mm-hmm. is, vegetable oil yeah. based yeah. like everything <laughs> and that yeah. was something it was a product of the 50s i think is mm. when all that happened yeah um they yeah. started developing all those those products mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So i mean but it was also like definitely like 60s 70s time like a lot of i mean one especially probably in california the whole like the, the hippie movement and a lot of like vegetarianism and all of that but also at the same time the whole um like the whole movement against like animal fat or fat in general, but animal fats, especially, especially exactly. where everybody was saying bad. bad for you and everything. So everything moved to plant-based fats and, and plants. So I think that kind of coincided with, with that as well. That's very yeah, interesting so to I, see that reflected in your, <laughs> in what you remember. It was definitely reflected in what I, what I grew up eating. And it may be because I'm, we're more aware of it now. Like mm-hmm. I didn't think about it at the time, mm-hmm. obviously, you know, it was just no. the food we ate. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I remember. Uh, I remember a lot of that stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's it's it's very interesting. Um, did like did, did your mom still cook? Like, I mean, you said like prepackaged stuff, but was it like? Well, she was cooking. It wasn't. It wasn't prepackaged like you mm-hmm. think today, where you go to the store and you get something that's fully cooked and prepared. Mm-hmm. It was more just like a lot of stuff came out of boxes and mixes mm-hmm. and. You know, um, mm. but I remember still- having slop, like sloppy joes, right? And mm-hmm. that was like hamburger helper or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't think she used that, but you know, she wasn't she wasn't mixing together her own spices mm-hmm. from, you know, uh, a thing of ground beef. It was a lot of you know, and I think it was again a sign of the time too. Um, she worked part time, so mm-hmm. you know, my my dad was at the office all day, and it was like a lot of convenience mm-hmm. stuff, right? You got to get the kids fed. You got to get yeah. people off to school and, you know, like a lot of box cereal. We didn't sure. have, a, you know, a big thing on, on the weekends was my dad would make pancakes you know, mm-hmm. all the time. And he, he was a little bit of an artist. And so like, I know it's kind of a thing trending today <laughs> where um, people will make like shapes and, and characters and stuff like that. My dad was doing that from the time I was a little kid. And so mm-hmm. we always had Star Wars characters, you know, <laughs> oh, like R2-D2 pancake or a mm-hmm. Yoda pancake or mm-hmm. something like that. <laughs> yeah. That's and so that was good. always a special treat on, mm-hmm. on, on the weekends, but you know, like during the week it was, you know, whatever box cereal and off mm-hmm. to school and, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, packaged but lunch. And so mm-hmm. a lot of peanut butter and jelly and, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. I mean, your standard kind of staples. I, I mean, uh, it still sounds like she was cooking. I mean, the TV dinners oh, and stuff like that was were around. That oh yeah, time, she so. worked hard. She she was yeah. definitely cooking. Yeah. It was not. It was not. We weren't going. At, we we did go out occasionally, mm-hmm. um, probably more than some other families. I know mm-hmm. definitely more than my wife's family. Um, so we did eat eat dinners out. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. probably a couple t- a couple times a month, two three times a month, but. Um, which was a little bit unusual, but yeah, most of the time we were mm. cooking at home. Yeah. yeah. How, how big meals? Like I said, a lot of casseroles, mm-hmm. uh, pot roast, you know, a lot of those convenience things where you can sort of set everything up, throw it in mm-hmm. the oven, you know, mm-hmm. for a time. And it's like a one pot sort of one dish meal, mm-hmm. that yeah. sort of thing. Um, but then there were special occasions too, where that she, we'd break out and we'd have, you know, more kind of uh, upscale stuff. You mm-hmm. know, I remember, asparagus and brussels sprouts and you know (laughs) that sort of stuff too Mm -hmm. so yeah so so it it sounds like it was definitely more like a a time thing and less like a skill thing or like not wanting to do it it was more like a well i mean i have to get something done real quick because like family um how big is is we were busy 
Um, just four of us. Oh, just four. So okay. I have one brother, um, mm-hmm. and then my mom and my dad. And mm-hmm. yeah, so but like I said, she was working part-time, mm-hmm. you know, we were doing a lot of activities. I would, I was a pretty heavy swimmer. So, mm-hmm. um, especially like once I was in high school, um, I was up at, you know, five in the morning and I was mm-hmm. home maybe at seven at night, mm-hmm. you know? And yeah. so you don't have a lot of time for then just meal and, and, yeah. <laughs> um, homework and then yeah. repeat. Yeah. And go to bed like early as well at that, <laughs> at that point. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, probably not too early. Yeah. It's it's very interesting to see that like that seems to be a commonality across like a lot of a lot of like uh, foodie flashbacks I've done like there is there's definitely this as- aspect of that time uh, like yeah seventies eighties nineties where like the like sometimes it was like full on TV dinners and sometimes it was like just as you said like just reuse like buying whatever the the like the the mix. And just cooking, yeah, cooking that, the pick exactly whatever, cooking right? that, but there yeah. was still cooking involved. Like it wasn't just like reheating it and you're done. Like so, that that seems to be or like opening the can and like at least reheating that. Uh, there was some like of that, that though too. You know, there <laughs> yeah. there were definitely meals that were spaghettios, and mm-hmm. there were definitely meals that were you know a box of Kraft mac and cheese, mm-hmm. and, you know that mm-hmm. sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, but I, it it varied. It wasn't all the time. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I mean it, it wasn't. On occasion, that that happens, and that's. I mean, even today, like, we had TV so dinners too. Yeah, that's, <laughs> I that's, remember those. Yeah, uh, very often those were the things that we were given when my parents went out and we got mm-hmm. babysitters. Mm-hmm. You know, so it was so like babysitters, like here, just <laughs> throw this in there and feed that to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? well, that makes sense. Was that like a special <laughs> treat for you, kind of, at that point? Then I think we liked it. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, I think we absolutely did. Yeah. It's yeah. yeah, it always had the little dessert in the middle. Mm-hmm. It was terrible but it was, that was like <laughs> but it was different different like and special yeah. cherry pie or whatever it mm-hmm. was. yeah um <laughs> did you at any point get involved in cooking or, or your brother do you remember that uh no not really um yeah we weren't it wasn't a big thing in, in mm-hmm. my family. The one exception was probably when my mom's uh mother my grandmother came to visit mm-hmm. um she uh, has a Norwegian Swedish background, mm-hmm. and um, one of the big treats is we would all make bread and mm-hmm. just like tons of bread. Mm-hmm. Um, and specifically, like the the big thing that was the thrill was cardamom rolls. Mm-hmm. That yeah, she good. would make these Swiss cardamom rolls <laughs> mm-hmm. that were just absolutely fabulous. So we'd be there, my my little brother and I, helping her, and and you know knead the dough, and then it'd be all over, you know, rising with you mm-hmm. know towels over it stuff mm-hmm. like that and then we roll it out and we did loaves of bread and rolls mm-hmm. and and uh and cardamom rolls yeah. yeah that sounds like a whole family thing like doing it all together uh, yeah d- did you ever like other than bread bake together like i don't know christmas cookies or anything like that uh we did yeah we did do there was a tradition of doing sugar cookies mm-hmm. absolutely um we still use that recipe um <laughs> and i think that again i think that came i don't know which from side of my family mm-hmm. that came from um but again a big thing with the christmas cookies was the decorating because like mm-hmm. i said my dad was sure. a little bit of an artist and mm-hmm. so we always kind of had fancy uh fancy uh, sugar cookies mm-hmm. but again like the other thing is i remember it came it was the betty crocker you know frosting that came in <laughs> tubes that you yeah. buy at the store right mm-hmm. it wasn't like now in my family we do the same thing but we'll mix up you know our own um icing mm-hmm. and then pipe it in bags yeah. and stuff like that so <laughs> which isn't hard like i mean it's 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 very easy to do and you know what you're doing yeah it's like yeah yeah, yeah. but you know, again, at, at the time, that was just how you did it. It's mm-hmm. like Betty Crocker had this stuff. You just bought it at the mm-hmm. store and it, it tastes horrible. It had so much <laughs> yeah. dye in it, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, food dye, especially like the red, you know, and people, there's different people that can taste that red dye. And if you're mm-hmm. a red dye taster, you get that bitter taste from mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially with Christmas cookies, there was always a lot of red, dye, <laughs> red and green. Yeah, yeah, I mean that that makes sense. It's I was just thinking about that because, like you said, like uh, the the like no, the was it Norwegian heritage basically? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I was kind of thinking because that is definitely a tradition in, in Norway, like making cookies at Christmas, and it's something it has spread. I mean, it's also a German thing, um, but. Yep. 
It's well, I have so my my dad's side is Norwegian and German, and mm-hmm. my mom's side yeah. was Norwegian and, and Swedish. So mm-hmm. I'm actually half Norwegian. <laughs> wow. um, yeah, and and then a quarter German, a quarter mm-hmm. Swedish. Is, yeah. That's my background. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's why I was thinking about that because that, <laughs> that seemed there was something we did as as kids, especially. It's a fun thing to do over Christmas, like of, like in preparation for it, like just making sheets and sheets and sheets of cookies of all, all sorts. Yeah. And, Yeah. yeah, I mean, usually half of the half of the dough makes it into like only makes it into the oven because the other half was eaten. <laughs> It's eaten before. Yeah. Absolutely, uh, yeah. Was... Licking the beaters was mm-hmm. always the mm-hmm. the treat, yeah. right? Oh yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. <laughs> um, did you like? Did you cook, or or do you remember like your grandparents cooking at all, or like when you were visiting? Yeah, again, outside of. Um, Outside of my grandmother and doing the bread baking and, mm-hmm. the, and the rolls, not too much as I was as a kid. But um, we lived in California, and mm-hmm. the rest of my relatives were in Minnesota, mm-hmm. um, and so we did not see them that frequently. Yeah. Unfortunately, you know, we it, probably there was a handful of times mm-hmm. growing up um, when we actually got together and saw mm-hmm. them. Um, I guess the. The one exception is when we would go back to um, Minnesota, especially my dad's area of Minnesota, which is um, International Falls. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for people who don't know, this is like right on the border. It's literally across the across the river from Canada, so you can like see Canada on the other mm-hmm. side. Um, it's extreme northern um, United States. Uh, it's actually the coldest place in the continental U.S. <laughs> Uh, so excluding Alaska, it's the mm-hmm. coldest place. And um, we would go back there uh, occasionally for summers. And a big thing there is fishing, mm-hmm. uh, obviously, a lot of lakes. Uh, and so we would go out and uh, have these, you know, fishing sessions. We'd catch tons of fish, mm-hmm. uh, mostly walleye, um, and then bring it back. And we'd have big you know, fish fry mm-hmm. kind of thing mm-hmm. and, and celebration there. And that was kind of the whole family getting together. And my dad had a huge family mm-hmm. uh, up in that area. Um, I, I remember I went back when I was a kid uh, for a reunion. I think I was about 12 or 13 mm-hmm. and they counted there were 150 cousins. Wow. Whew. <laughs> that's a big family. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. And like I said, that's when I was 13. It's mm-hmm. a much bigger family now. So yeah. like there's a big extended family, but they had this big reunion. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so I remember doing that. I remember mm-hmm. I remember kind of catching all the fish and then coming back and the whole family was kind of involved mm-hmm. in, in prepping and, and putting on this big kind of fish fry. So mm-hmm. Yeah, but as you said, that probably didn't didn't happen that often. I mean, that was like, I mean, one no. very very far away, and then two. At that point, I don't think flights were as ex- as cheap as they are nowadays. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, driving. Yeah, also. we actually we actually drove back. Wow. Uh, well, drove back, and then and then uh, my mom flew and met us there, and mm-hmm. then we all drove drove back from there together. So it was the one time I did a sort of cross country mm-hmm. uh, driving trip. Which yeah. is a lot of fun too. Yeah, I mean for sure, but it also takes a long time. I mean, that's like whatever a week maybe. Uh, okay. We did it in four days, yeah. I think. Okay, uh, yeah. still. <laughs> My dad did a lot of driving, mm-hmm. a lot of yeah. driving, a lot of hours driving. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, probably not as fun with like kids or two kids in the car and everything <laughs> at that point. <laughs> he he did a good job keeping us busy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's But good. We made it. <laughs> good, did yeah. <laughs> um, so like when what do when do you remember like starting to get at all interested in cooking i mean I'm, i'm i'm i know that you at least nowadays you do cook every now and then i mean you do barbecues and so on uh so there must have been a starting point where you like started getting interested in that no uh, i probably when i had a family <laughs> <laughs> okay uh, re- <laughs> to be honest relatively late then <laughs> yeah relatively late mm-hmm. in life um and more out of necessity than mm-hmm. probably a passion like i said my wife is probably the person in the family that has gotten really into cooking mm-hmm. and has started to become really passionate about it and i reap the benefits because mm-hmm. the food's delicious mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's just progressively yeah. more and more amazing uh as she's kind of honed and and grown her skills i you know i've never been one to really cook much like i do i do a lot of the grilling mm-hmm. so like we just had steaks last night and so i'll do the i'll do the grilling um 
trying to think if there's anything I really, uh, you know, pancakes for the kids. Cause that was kind of something my dad did for us occasionally. Mm-hmm. Um, but now they're at an age where they're doing that on their own too. Yeah, so they're, <laughs> they're becoming sort of their own cooks and mm-hmm. they, they help out a lot with mm-hmm. uh, the cooking and the, and the prep and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so how, like before, I mean, before you met your wife and, and like got a family, like how did you survive until then? I mean, <laughs> I'm guessing you moved out at some point. <laughs> yes. Typical college stuff. Well, my wife and I met in college. So we've okay. been together so. since, since college. So it was like, there wasn't a, there wasn't a big gap. There was, mm-hmm. you know, four or five years where yeah, I was still kind of <laughs> on my own. Mm-hmm. Um, I, that one's pretty easy to answer because when I was in college, um, you know, it was a lot of your typical college meals. So there was mm-hmm. ramen and a lot of spaghetti mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. a lot of, you know, uh, again, probably, you know, grilling hamburgers or hot dogs or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, just cause of budgets, you know, yeah, sure. mac and cheese, mm-hmm. <laughs> top ramen, uh, you know, your typical kind of college stuff, but you know, we'd actually eat out a fair amount but mm-hmm. only because in college, um, I worked all through college. So mm-hmm. I had a job. Mm-hmm. So I had kind of some discretionary income um, that I generated for myself. And mm-hmm. then the other thing was a lot of the meals were provided by my work because I worked at a couple of different pizza places. Uh, so okay. there was a lot of pizza. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> pizza, calzones, mm-hmm. um, all that sort of stuff. So I would get free meals, you mm-hmm. know, from from where I was working, mm-hmm. um, you know, and then you also had, I had a, uh, you know, for a time had a dining pass on, on, on campus. So mm-hmm. there were a lot of campus restaurants you could eat at. There was mm-hmm. a sandwich shop and a place you could go and get, you mm-hmm. know, breakfast. So uh, they had some great omelets and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I was a swimmer. So I, w- I was on campus really pretty early. So mm-hmm. usually finish swim workout and then head over to the dining hall and, you know, get breakfast or whatever. And, Mm -hmm. um, so I had a, I had a limited meal plan where I could get (laughs) sort of breakfast and lunch there. And then I Mm -hmm. really only had to worry about dinner, dinner Mm -hmm. for myself. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. But I mean, you, you still like somehow you said like burgers and spaghetti and so on. I mean, you still somehow prepared them. So like, (laughs) absolutely. Yeah. 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 (laughs) You somehow learned how to do that live with roommates right mm-hmm. we'd all cook together we'd you know have, have you know either grilling sessions or mm-hmm. um you know do big pasta dinners mm-hmm. with um spaghetti and and meatballs and garlic mm-hmm. bread and mm-hmm. you know but yeah you just sort of figure that stuff out i guess mm-hmm. again none of, none of it was ever really fancy yeah, yeah. it doesn't have to like be no one yeah. was <laughs> but again the internet was just becoming a thing mm-hmm. so i think that's changed a lot too mm-hmm. like the access to information yeah sort of helps right it does so if you want to do something now there's a youtube video or Mm -hmm. there's a there's a recipe you can find or Mm -hmm. like so if you get a if you get a hankering for something you want to do something you Mm -hmm. can figure out how to do it pretty easily you can get the ingredients list you can you can put something together so i'll I'll do that on occasion when uh, you know i'm i'm into something Mm -hmm. um you know, I want some sort of new chili recipe or something like that and mm. go online and, you know, find that and yeah. throw it together, see how it is. And then you kind of <laughs> start to mix it up and, mm-hmm. and get your own spin on it. Right. It's like, oh, I like this flavor. I don't like that flavor. Maybe next time I make it, I'm going to change it this way. You know, maybe not as much, uh, maybe not as much chili. Maybe, you know, we'll do, we'll add some pork instead of just beef, you know, that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's kind of the, like, what was the student cookbook back in the day where, like, everybody had it because there was no internet where you could look up, like, the basic things like spaghetti and meatballs and so on. Uh, That's the internet nowadays. You just go on YouTube or you go on whatever, uh, I don't know, all recipes or whatever, and you just look or just Google it and you just look up, like, how to make spaghetti and meatballs and you get, like, a million results and just follow that. Exactly. Yeah. So, exactly. but I mean, that wasn't when, like, even when you were on campus, that, that I don't think that existed yet, or at least maybe. Not really. Not <laughs> maybe there really. was it one was recipe just, somewhere. It was but just <laughs> being born, you know. Like it was, we were using, we were using links, which is mm-hmm. a text-based browser, and, mm-hmm. and we were using, you know, uh, oh, what, what was the other thing that was like big then? I can't remember all the names of stuff, but the, yeah, there was mm-hmm. no, there was no. You know, graphical internet, yeah. you know, 
to speak of. Yeah. It was just like you could find information, mm-hmm. um, but you know, you had twenty four hundred baud modem if you were lucky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there might have been and... a recipe somewhere, <laughs> but you had to know where where to find it. Probably. <laughs> yeah, a lot of it was just handed down and, and mm-hmm. what you knew, and mm-hmm. you know, people you would people you would meet. Mm-hmm. And so, like I, like I said, I mean, swimming was a big part of my life too. So there were a lot of swim team like parties and events where we just have big, you know, usually pasta was the big thing, right? You mm-hmm. were trying to carve sure. up uh, mm-hmm. for for a meat or something like that. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, did did you I remember a lot of pasta because it was convenient, <laughs> cheap? Yeah, you know, easy e- to make. Easy to make for <laughs> large groups. I mean, that's still like a go-to for me. Like whenever I have a larger group, like make pasta. Everybody likes it, and it's it's super easy and cheap to make. So why not? Um, did you did your parents like give you any like I don't know advice or anything when you moved out or like hand over like the student cookbook and say here <laughs> here are the recipes like so you can survive or anything like that or I don't remember that being a thing <laughs> it should have been right like what do, they should have prepped me in some way mm. you know like probably beyond a a uh, you know home economics class that I was required to take in, mm-hmm. in high school mm-hmm. no I think I was just kind of thrown out there on, <laughs> on my own Yeah, mm-hmm. in a lot of ways and just sort of left to figure it out. I mm-hmm. don't know how I figured it out. Like I said, uh, it was probably just, um, you know, asking people, mm-hmm. living with roommates, learning yeah. from them. Yeah. Um, I'm sure my mom gave me some basic skills, you know, like If how sure, to boil yeah. a pot of water so mm-hmm. I could make some mac and cheese or mm-hmm. something like that. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, there wasn't a lot of there wasn't a lot of cooking training in mm. my in my life. I guess I could always call them up if I had a question or sure, wanted yeah. to know about something. Mm. Um, I don't remember being given a cookbook, although my <laughs> mom, like I said, she worked for Pillsbury, and I think mm-hmm. she had this, this Pillsbury cookbook that she and it had you know a lot of different kinds of recipes in it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't remember her handing that <laughs> down. I think it was probably mostly. Uh, just calling up and saying, "Hey, mm-hmm. how do I, I? I remember used to make this. How do I make that?" And mm-hmm. then she would just sort of share the recipe mm-hmm. over the over the phone or something like that. Yeah. And then I could go out and get the ingredients and mm-hmm. and then figure out how to make it. Yeah, and then probably also just watching your your parents cooking before and just like some some things you just pick up. I mean, even if you've never done it yourself, you just the general concept is a known thing. Like you know, like you know how to cook pasta without like reading a recipe for it you just have seen it a million like million times right like, uh, yeah it's roughly this and then the rest you figure out like by by experiment i'm sure i had to call her up to figure out how to like hard boil an egg mm-hmm. you know like i'm sure i did not have that skill when I left <laughs> <laughs> not that it's a hard skill uh, right but no. but it has to come from somewhere like <laughs> so yeah so uh, I mean, after like y- you you meet your wife, uh, you probably moved in with her at some point, or like I mean, it wasn't your wife at that point, but like you moved in together. Um, yeah. Like, did you did you at all cook together like before you had kids at all? Yeah, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Uh, we would we would do that. I you know I I'm getting older, Patrice. Like my memory is like fading. Like it's all sort of blurred and mushed together. So it's hard it's hard to remember. But yeah, yeah. I, I, we absolutely we absolutely mm. did. Um, it, was there anything in particular? Again, I I hate to like sound so boring, but mm. like until recently, you know, until mm-hmm. we really started having kids and I, uh, we went through this session where we realized we really need to branch out our sort of mm-hmm. flavor palette. You know, it was a lot of the same kinds of mm-hmm. kinds of foods, you know, it wasn't really, <laughs> well, he did a lot of Mexican food, you know, mm-hmm. burritos, tacos, uh, nachos, you know, that sort of stuff we did, you know, grilling burgers or steaks mm-hmm. or, Or, or chicken, that sort of stuff. And then for like side dishes, you know, is your typical stuff, like mm-hmm. we might do, you know, fresh corn on the grill. We do, you know, grilled or roasted asparagus, um, roasted veggies, like uh, cauliflower and broccoli and, mm-hmm. you know, these sorts of things have a salad on the side, you know, usually just a mixed green salad, a lot of iceberg, iceberg mm-hmm. lettuce, you know, mm-hmm. not, you're very kind of plain Jane vanilla stuff. And, you know, outside of that, if we were having different stuff, we were probably going out to eat, mm-hmm. you know, we, if we were going out to get Chinese or, you know, if we were going to have, um, you know, even, even back then, I don't remember eating 
a lot of the kind of Thai food, Indian food mm -hmm. that we eat now. So I was yeah. a very, I guess we were very late bloomers and sort of discovering mm -hmm. food and getting in, getting into food. And since that though, it's just been, mm -hmm. we've been, you know, going kind <laughs> yeah. of crazy, like yeah. in comparison, you know, like compared mm -hmm. to other people, it's probably pretty mild, <laughs> but like for us, you know, it's a, it's a lot more exploration, mm -hmm. you know, like I said, just, a couple months ago, my wife said, yeah, you know, I really want to start learning to do more Indian cuisine. And she mm -hmm. ordered just all kinds of Indian spices. And we've been trying different kinds of dishes, um, a lot more vegetarian dishes, uh, potato based stuff, um, mm -hmm. which is, you know, kind of big in Indian culture. Mm -hmm. Um so different kinds of curries and, and, and that sort of thing. So, and even expanding our rice, like, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, I remember growing up rice was like minute rice. Like mm -hmm. I told you, like yeah, out of a box, <laughs> and, you know, now we're doing, you know, Jasmine rice or Basmati rice mm -hmm. and, and, yeah. you know, really <laughs> cooking it, cooking mm -hmm. it ourselves from scratch. And, yeah. you know, and you think that sounds like such a minor thing, but when it's like sort of your base or your, your, mm -hmm. you know, for your meal, it makes a huge difference, it you does. know, the quality and, and yeah. the kind of ingredient that you're using. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, that's been really, really late coming to our home cooking mm -hmm. environment, you know, like eating out is a whole different thing, mm -hmm. but like, you know, in terms of bringing in in house and doing a lot more in house. And that's been great because, um, the huge advantage of that obviously is much more affordable. I mean, oh, yes. that was sort of some <laughs> of the genesis of this too, mm -hmm. was just like, man, we're eating out way too much mm -hmm. and spending too much money and we kind of need to rein in the budget. And my wife was getting into it. She had a little more time. Mm -hmm. um, and so uh, that's sort of become her one of mm -hmm. her passions and one of her things. And like I said, I'm, I'm just the lucky guy who gets to reap <laughs> the benefits of that. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, what you said about like the, what you called the boring things and like the, the, like the simple things, maybe I think that's not uncommon. That's something I hear a lot. And I mean, I also remember from, from like myself, I mean, you start out with the things, you know, you start out, like, especially when you're starting out cooking a little bit more, even if it's very, very simple, you start with the things, you know, because you know how they're, supposed to taste like and you try to replicate that and, and and that's the starting point and then once you have kind of mastered that or at least gotten to a point where either you're bored by it or like you're good enough you're, you start branching out and then then you start to discover more and more things and you start to experiment um so i think that's totally normal it's actually very interesting um like the whole uh, what you said about um eating out and then starting like especially when budget became more an issue or like i think to some extent also probably boredom about eating out um yeah that's a very like very american thing i see like i, I like i talked to friends a friend of mine from from arizona and she said the same thing like they were eating out all the time like she barely could cook like i mean she had the basic skills from her parents but she barely yeah. did and then she started like getting interested in it and budget became a bit of an issue because you're paying a lot a lot a lot of money for 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 like even if like even if you're going to a cheap restaurant you're still paying a lot of money over time um yep. and then she started realizing that there is more more out there and that there like there's a lot of like fun stuff you can experiment with even if you don't have the skills yet you can build that up and figure out as you said like the the million different variants of rice that are available and just see what you can do with that and see like what i don't know <laughs> like wild rice versus like a brown rice versus uh, white rice and and basmati and jasmine and like all of those different things and you figure out oh, hey i can change a dish by just changing the rice out um, and exactly, it tastes yeah. completely different stuff like that so uh, that's that seems yeah, to be yeah. that's a parallel there yeah it's very yeah. interesting <laughs> it is it is uh it is interesting how something's so simple right mm -hmm. you wouldn't a lot of people wouldn't think it's just rice you yeah know, rice is rice <laughs> exactly is rice. yeah it's that white white stuff that yeah you know sits under my uh, under the thing that i'm eating mm -hmm. yeah it's just <laughs> just filler for most people it's just like just a filler to like make it make it a full meal kind of yeah and then then you realize there is more to it than, than that. And then you like get into maybe an Italian risotto or something. It's like all rice and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing that really changed up, I think our, our thing was mm -hmm. uh, getting, you know, one of these food delivery companies as a sponsor. Actually, I had a couple mm -hmm. of them on the podcast and, mm -hmm. you know, getting delivered the different ingredients. Mm -hmm. And so like, 
budgetary wise, I, you know, I don't know how great those things are, but in terms of food discovery, mm-hmm. they're amazing. Yeah. You know, it, sure. I guess it just depends on your situation in terms of, in, in terms of cost. Mm-hmm. It's certainly more cost effective, I think, than eating out. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then the side benefit though, is having those recipes. And more importantly for us, it was sort of being exposed. And that's really what kind of triggered this other just internal family discussion that said, you know what, we should probably be trying to explore mm-hmm. more flavors for the kids and stuff like that so yeah. that they have, you know, I, essentially what we didn't have, I really didn't have a broad probably flavor palette coming mm-hmm. out of uh, being a kid. You mm-hmm. know, we didn't branch out too much in terms of we went out to eat, but it was always kind of the same restaurants mm-hmm. and the same kinds of food, you know, Mexican, Italian, American, mm-hmm. you know, and that was pretty much the range. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't remember <laughs> going out and getting Indian food as a kid, probably mm-hmm. because my parents were sensitive that I wasn't really into spicy foods. Mm-hmm. Like that was probably yeah, why yeah. <laughs> we never went to an Indian restaurant, mm-hmm. you know, and if we had Chinese, it was the very Americanized, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. Chinese, you know, it was like, I remember my favorite dish was always sweet and sour pork or whatever, but it mm-hmm. was the very, you know, watered down, like yeah. not, <laughs> not Chinese, Chinese food. Mm-hmm. Right. For sure. So I think, I think when we started getting these meal delivery things Mm -hmm. and we started seeing the different ingredients and the different kinds of things that you could do, I think that really opened up Mm -hmm. uh, this idea of, yeah, we should, we should explore, uh, Mm -hmm. we should explore this a little, a little bit more. And we, we were finding flavors that we would have never thought to expose the kids to. And they're like, Oh, we really, really like this. Like Mm -hmm. I remember uh, chimchurri was was one of the dishes we did, mm-hmm. and now that's a staple in our yeah. our family. And my wife has started to make her own recipe or get her own recipe and sort of make it from from scratch on mm-hmm. her own. And we love that stuff; it's yeah. delicious, you know. And like that's a flavor I don't think we ever would have mm-hmm. sought out otherwise. So, yeah. or or it would have been like a massive accident that you stumbled across it somewhere on like at a restaurant, uh, like more or less like, I don't know, traveling and going out with someone else and you might have exactly. maybe discovered it. But I mean, yeah, it's, it, that's definitely true. I mean, even for, for someone like me who grew up around food and like a lot of different food and like, I mean, as I've, I've cooked since I was like four or something. Um, the, like the most influential time, like in my twenties was, uh, as you said, like uh, the, the delivery services were coming in. Um, I also got like a box of veggies, like local vegetables every week. And it was obviously different things like all, all around the year. Like there was stuff in like in winter that I didn't even know there was anything growing in winter. Like in December, <laughs> January, I was like, what's growing out there? And, and stuff came in and every week I had to figure out, okay, what do I do with this? Like I've never, I don't know, I've never used this. What do I do, I do with it? Um, yeah. and it's had the same thing also with the, with the delivery service. I mean, you get like every week something that you've probably never tried before or not done this way maybe before. Um, and that like pushes you to open up a little bit and also experiment with it. And then you keep like certain recipes around and like, oh, this was good. And then you start experimenting with it and like figuring out different ways of doing it and developing your own, yeah. your own version of it. So it, it yeah, you is, learn your, you good. learn your palate and mm-hmm. your family's sort of palate and flavor profile and like what you're into and what you're not into. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's almost just as important, yeah, right? It it's is. like, Oh yeah, I really don't, I don't really mm-hmm. don't like this. Like that's, that's yeah. something that we'll just sort of, you know, mm-hmm. stay away from. It was an experience. It was great. We, mm-hmm. we, we tried it, but yeah. yeah, Oh, that's not, that's not for us or that's mm-hmm. not for me. So Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is totally, totally fine and totally normal that you discover things that you don't like. I mean, it's, as you said, almost as important because it's not everything is for everyone, but there is so much out there. So, I mean, yeah, it's like those, those delivery things are probably like, I mean, if you, if you're on a budget, it's probably not the best idea because you're, <laughs> you're still paying extra for like the convenience factor. Yep. Um, on the other hand, yeah, I mean, it takes away some of the, the planning and the thinking. And if that's not your thing, uh, like, I mean, <laughs> that's always the big stress. Yeah, in this house. it is. It's like it is. what to make for dinner. Like, yeah. what do you want? Yeah, it, yeah, it, it is. Unfortunately, the kids have gotten a little bit, um, they each have different, different dietary restrictions, mm-hmm. um, that we've discovered over the years. And so that's a little bit more challenging. Mm-hmm. You know, I've got one that's milk and one that's mm-hmm. gluten. Mm-hmm. And so, like, how do you even resolve that? Like, yeah. <laughs> it no, starts to get a little bit tricky. Yeah. yeah, we have we have the same same thing in my family. I mean, it's like you have to work around that. But on the other hand, 
even those those restrictions pushed you to do different things because like okay i have to like i don't know uh yeah you can't eat milk or you can't use milk so like what else can we do like what can we we go through all the we go through all the different alternatives Mm -hmm. so (laughs) coconut almond rice yeah exactly (laughs) that that pushes you to to (laughs) discover different things and figure out like different solutions and different recipes and and that's why indian has become a good thing because Mm -hmm. a lot of sauces are using coconut milk instead of you know (laughs) instead of uh Mm -hmm. dairy you know cow milk dairy milk and also very little gluten so that helps <laughs> if, you're, if you're skipping the bread that, that is <laughs> yeah. yeah you don't have to have the bread right? mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, something you brought up the experimentation part I wanted to ask you about um, you see you said you start with a recipe and then you like you cook it like as is the first time or is it already yeah. like changed no yeah always as is the mm-hmm. very very first time you know almost exactly to mm-hmm. the to the recipe um the only exception to that i think is when there's comments or something where a bunch of people have made it because mm-hmm. we usually we're pulling something off of a, a recipe site online mm-hmm. or something like that mm-hmm. so if there's a high level of comments where people are saying yeah this was great but and they're all saying the same thing mm-hmm. in the same adjustment well we might start with that adjustment mm-hmm. um but then, yeah, then then we'll try it. We'll have it in our family. And we do have a discussion afterwards. Like, mm-hmm. what do you think? You know, what did you like? What you didn't like? Oh, we think we should add more. Mm-hmm. You know, it needed a little more salt or, oh, mm-hmm. it wasn't quite spicy enough for us. You know, mm-hmm. we, we'd like a little more um, red chili pepper in this or whatever mm-hmm. it might be. So, mm-hmm. yeah, or less, you know, sometimes yeah, it's like, sometimes. whoa, that was way too much, <laughs> yeah. way too much curry in that one. Like, mm-hmm. let's back it off a little bit. And so mm-hmm. then we tweak it for the next time that we make mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the first time is always like to the letter almost oh yeah mm-hmm. yeah um yeah my wife is my wife has a science a science background mm-hmm. <laughs> so she's like <laughs> everything she gets and it's funny because when now it's starting to come back you know that we we do you know when we would cook together in the past mm-hmm. um it would drive her crazy because I, I'm not a measure. I just do everything to taste. So mm-hmm, it's just like, and her mom's the same way. And so it's been frustrating for her because she'll ask for recipes from when she was a kid. And her mom's like, I don't know. You just do this and this and this and this and this. It's like, well, what are the measurements? Like, I don't have measurements. You just do this and this and this and this and this. Or you get, or you get measurements, but they're wrong because they were just like what she remembered when she put in and not what she really put in. <laughs> yeah. yeah and so yeah my wife's also very big on consistency you mm-hmm. know she likes stuff that's repeatable and again mm-hmm. i think this comes from her science background mm-hmm. and so sure. if you don't have exact measurements it's very hard to mm-hmm. repeat mm-hmm. when you when you finally do hone in on this is what everybody likes mm-hmm. like she wants to be able to definitely repeat it again mm-hmm. and not have it be mm-hmm. different does your like <laughs> does your wife like baking Oh, absolutely! Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. Like with that, with that background, like baking is baking is very like scientific. Like I mean, they, it's one of the things you really shouldn't experiment too much because I mean you can do like little things once you know what you're doing, but it's very hard to really experiment because like even like I don't know, ten grams off somewhere might make a difference. <laughs> Yeah, so. yeah. A couple of Christmases ago, I finally got her a scale, and that was mm-hmm. a big hit. Oh, a kitchen yeah. scale. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. Um, <laughs> so, last question I wanted to ask you today, um, because you mentioned it before, uh, you started cooking with your kids. So I wanted to like dive a little bit into that. Like, how did that start? Like, was that something early age? They were just around and just started. Um, it actually came not mm-hmm. super early age, but when from the time they probably got old enough to be in the kitchen mm-hmm. safely, I guess I would mm-hmm. say, yeah, sure. You know, yeah. Like you're around <laughs> hot pots and mm-hmm. you know, burners and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's my wife would include them a lot and you know, let them help out. And it starts mm-hmm. out simple, you know, with just doing measuring ingredients yeah. and stuff like that. But um, a lot of that is comes more from the parenting side, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and just a conscious discussion that we had with each other and, and about, um, you know, when you mentioned earlier, uh, you know, I kind of always sort of felt I was sent off to college and my parents were great. They didn't do anything wrong, but like, I don't know that I had all the independent skills that I probably needed, mm-hmm. like right out of the gate. And so it was always kind of a conscious decision growing up that, you know, we would 
help give our kids those skills. And so that's just part of it, you know, and it's not just a fun sort of family yeah. thing you can do together, but you know, you're, you're teaching them those skills so that when they do go off on their mm -hmm. own, they're going to sort of have all of that. So it's really um, came, I think more out of independence than mm -hmm. necessarily wanting them to, you know, have a passion for cooking or, yeah. or learn how to cook. It was more about the practicality. Obviously mm -hmm. that's, you know, depending upon the kid, I have one who's kind of more into it than the other sure. um, has developed into, mm -hmm. into a passion for uh, specifically for her. It's baking. She mm -hmm. loves desserts. And so mm -hmm. she does a lot of different kinds of dessert recipes. As a matter of fact, I think there's something in the fridge right now. That's kind of like <laughs> a, a raspberry. She had, she describe it as it's, it's like a kind of a part, not a parfait, but you know, it's like a mix of, um, uh, a raspberry mousse and mm -hmm. some sort of uh, cake pop or something like that. She mm. said, so <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll be right over. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. So I think it really came out of, you know, just trying to make them independent. So mm -hmm. we got them very early age into sort of doing their own laundry and mm -hmm. just helping out around the house. And so it was more just it's life skills. I yeah, think, it was is really what it was born yeah. out of a lot, um, you know, and then it's just fun and, and you get to you get to have good food at the end mm -hmm. of it. So. You know, yeah. like it's, there's a lot of advantages yeah definitely and, and 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 i mean as you said it's not just it's not just cooking and like the skills that come with that it's also the life skills that you get out of it like the like i mean one creating something yourself and then like having the result at the end enjoying the result at the end um it's like responsibility i mean going like working with knives and like hot plates and all of that and like being responsible like working with those yeah. responsibly um there's so much like that that is around the the process of cooking that that you learn uh, like collaborating together like especially if you're working with yeah. your family and or with your with your brother or sister uh not killing Absolutely. each other yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so I yeah mean, planning yeah. i mean mm -hmm. it goes across the board yeah you know it does. so yeah mm-hmm Yeah, it's very interesting. Um, we could probably do another podcast just about parenting in a kitchen. <laughs> Maybe in the future we should do that. <laughs> uh, probably, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it it is it is very important and something something I feel a lot of people forget about or miss. Um, that I mean, I I know families that like where the parents are totally into cooking, but they never cook with their with their kids. Um, mm -hmm. because like i don't know the, the kids are always like more in a nuisance in the kitchen kind of thing or at least that's how they're they're viewing them and then like yeah, they never pick yeah. that up they never pick that up and they never get like interested in it and later on they struggle with it so i think you're right it is it is an important thing to to learn like to have those basic yeah. skills at least like it doesn't have to go deeper than that like if you're not into it you're not into it um, but at yeah. least like at least as you said like at least know how to whatever make pancakes or cook water boil an egg boil an egg yeah exactly Our boil an egg. yeah yeah so like that that's like i said like my one daughter is not super into mm -hmm. it but so the only requirement was like okay you're gonna you're gonna at least be able to make yourself a meal when you mm -hmm. go off to college and mm -hmm. that's that's all the farther you have to take it you don't have to be a gourmet cook yeah. you don't have to like learn all these other skills mm -hmm. <laughs> you're gonna have the basic things you need that you can provide for yourself mm -hmm. and you know, that's, that's where we sort of left it with her. So mm -hmm. she, she doesn't do as much uh, cooking with my wife as my other daughter, who's mm -hmm. like really into, especially the sure. baking and yeah, so. like, I'll come out, you know, <laughs> uh, cause again, I'm getting older. I go to bed early sometimes. And mm -hmm. I, I, there's been more than one night where I'll come out at like, you know, 10, 11 at night and she's baking some sort of, some sort of dessert, mm -hmm. you know, like mm -hmm. brownies or whatever it might be. <laughs> <laughs> I got hungry. I, I, I just was in the mood for this. And she, she just does yeah. it all on her yeah. own. So, uh, I, I know you know, that's, that's sort of the reward. That would that was sort of the goal. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I know that feeling. Like, I'll I'll make a pizza at two a.m. if if I feel like it. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, nothing wrong with that. Exactly. All right. Uh, thank you so much for doing this. Uh, it was, was really, that was super fun. Really, thank you really for fun. inviting me. I appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, you were you were definitely on my list. Like, I have a list of people I wanted to interview, uh, just like people I know and like other people that I might not know as well. Um, but you were definitely on my list because I know that you were enjoying food at least. And I was like, I mean, that's not a requirement to be honest because I, I, <laughs> I, I've, I've interviewed uh, Tom Ferry, for example, from like... Uh, he's in Mountain View. Uh, uh -huh. He's not a foodie at all. Like he, for him, food is like very functional. Uh, it was super interesting to see and to understand that, and like where he comes from, and like where that 
what, how that developed and what he's really interested in. And then we realized, like, he might not be, like, food might be functional for him, but he likes desserts. And, like, stuff like that you discover. You're like, okay, it's not as not as black and white as he, like, presented it originally. It's like, <laughs> um, Probably not as black and white as a lot of people think, right? Yeah. That's, that's a great, it's a great thing to be doing. It's mm-hmm. like this discussion around food. Everybody's food experience yeah. is different. So yeah. I think it's a great concept. And happy to be on episode 15 because <laughs> uh, that's actually my family's lucky number growing oh, nice. up. Oh, so, nice. Oh, that's... Yeah, I'd always, <laughs> It's it's a weird uh, yeah I'm not into numerology mm-hmm. or anything like that mm-hmm. but 15 always keeps just keeps mm-hmm. coming up and up and up again like <laughs> my second daughter was born on the 15th so oh, wow <laughs> you've been yeah. doing 15 years of MacCast now I've been doing 15 years of MacCast <laughs> is a lucky lucky year it's been a good well <laughs> I don't know if I'd say if it's been a good year I was gonna say it was been a good, good year but it's been good, a weird year <laughs> good year for MacCast maybe <laughs> <laughs> good year for the podcast yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> just leave it at that yeah uh, the year is not 25 15 so maybe that's why (laughs) (laughs) all right yeah thank you so much for doing this um let the people that don't know you yet know where they can find you oh it's really simple i do an apple uh mac based podcast where we cover uh, all things macintosh and ios and stuff like that so if you're into technology specifically into apple products um you can find me at maccast.com and pretty much maccast everywhere on social media Awesome. Uh, you can find everything I'm doing at thepatrice.com and you can find this very podcast on foodieflashback.com. And if you're like Adam, you like podcaster or not, doesn't matter. You want to be on the show. You want to talk about your, your family history of food and what your kids are making. Or if you don't have kids, what you're making, for example, um, then just reach out to me at foodieflashback on Twitter. Or there's also like a little form on foodieflashback.com that you can fill out and then I'll be in touch and we'll, we'll set something up. And yeah, with that, thank you so much for listening. Thanks, Adam, again for being here. Talk to you next time. Oh, thank you for having me. <laughs>